Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sleep Super G'day cobblers, welcome to another episode of, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I'm still on, still in Australia mode there. Um, what's up everybody, welcome to another episode of Saturday Draft Live. My name is David Hockney and welcome to another episode of the A-Show here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, bringing you all the fallout from this week's scoring uh, across all WWE and AEW programming. I am one man banding it today because unfortunately life got in the way for the, the other guys, but... I've had to dip into the uh, the Contributors League and I brought on a special guest. So he is one half of the Lynchpins and making his Saturday Draft Live co-hosting debut it is Gary Morris. Gary, how are you? Uh, very well. Thank you, David, for the, the warm introduction. It's been a long time trying to get on to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Uh, a long-term listener, obviously uh, good friends with the likes of Stephen and, and the likes, and mm-hmm. been trying to get onto this show for an awful long time, so I'm finally glad that I've been able to to make make the jump. Yeah, no better place to start off than on the A-show uh, of all places. So, just to... I will hand over some co-hosting duties to you at one point, Gary, but we'll kick things off as usual with our top three of the week. And remember, it this past week was Elimination Chamber. We didn't record an episode last week because, I don't know, I guess we just decided, you know, I think it's suitable for us to just watch a WWE pay-per-view at a decent time for once. So, uh, yeah, we spent last Saturday morning watching Elimination Chamber. And, Gary, I think this is the event where I think everybody was hoping to get big, po- big points on the board. And the proof is in the pudding. Third place uh, for overall top score of the week It is Mammy. Rhea Ripley, 15 points overall with a successful defense against Nia Jax. Now, the last few seasons, Rhea Ripley has been drafted number one overall. She's currently got 37 points overall with the captaincy applied. Without it, she only has she only has 19. A little bit further down the table than we're used to seeing her. But Gary, do you think Rhea Ripley being picked as number one overall was uh, a solid selection for the Billy Goats? I think you know what you're going to get with Rhea is that she's going to be in one of the main programs, if not the main women's program for WrestleMania season. Uh, you knew that with an Australian pay per view, it was highly likely that she was going to a premium live event. I beg your pardon. What was likely to be uh, uh, featured very prominently on that show, if not the main event, very highly featured, obviously, with it being at a home, homecoming gig. Um, so, I think 
what you're seeing in WWE just now is a little bit of protection of the big stars that, that they're not being seen, particularly wrestling on every show. But certainly Rhea Ripley's featured probably more than anyone in terms of from a female aspect. And she's been an absolute juggernaut of a pick for probably the last year. Um, mm-hmm. as part of her push since last WrestleMania. So absolutely no surprise. He's obviously involved in all of the Judgment Day programs as well, although not necessarily on TV when you're seeing the likes of Priest and uh, Finn Balor. Um, obviously, that's where Dom comes in there. But you're going to see an awful lot of Rhea, particularly over the next kind of three or four weeks as the, the Becky program builds up. So, um, yeah, the, uh, solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll talk more about our WrestleMania program with Becky Lynch in the coming weeks. But... We'll discuss the fallout of Elimination Chamber today. Second place overall, Randy Orton. A round six pick of all places for yourself and Ross helping you shoot up the board with him getting two eliminations in the Elimination Chamber. And without the captaincy applied, I believe, because you've you've applied that to Becky Lynch. But mm. what a, a turnaround for, for Randy Orton. You know, so obviously had a bit of a quiet start to the season, but he's already shot up to third overall in the season with 24 points total. And a lot of that comes from his performance in the Elimination Chamber, eliminating both, I believe it was... Logan uh, Paul. Yeah, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. Mm. So, I mean, you and Ross have got to be pleased with that result. You know, two eliminations, you know, racking up the points for you and getting you back in, back in contention. Yeah, delighted. So obviously, Randy, you knew coming back at Survivor Series last year, was still going to get a relatively prominent spot on the Mania card, if not necessarily uh, a kind of singles match. Looks like she's probably going to be involved now in the the US title match, whatever that turns out to be, um, which is a, a prominent spot for him. Um, obviously, can look to elevate someone like a Logan Paul in there as well. You know for elimination-type matches, if he's going to be in it, with the RKO out of nowhere, there's always the possibility for him to pick up points on there. So that, that was part of the strategy with him being still available to, to kind of get him in because he does have the, the prospect. He's also fairly well protected. He doesn't get mm. very many losses unless he's putting someone over. And now that may well come at WrestleMania, um, depending on what direction they want to go in. But in terms of for the Chamber, Randy Orton got the Chamber match that we wanted Becky Lynch to have. Um, but uh, it's... Uh, there was always a possibility that he was going to do well out of it, if not necessarily win it, because we all knew the direction probably that was going to go. Um, but picking up two eliminations in that, he was one of only two people to get points in the men's mm-hmm. elimination chamber match. So, uh, yeah, delighted in terms of a, a draft, a six-round draft pick. He's got far much more points than people that have been drafted higher up in the, the programme. Absolute steal for your team, for sure. But... You talked about two people getting eliminations in the chamber. we got to talk about the man of the hour, Drew McIntyre, top of the table this week, 22 points with three eliminations, eliminating Bobby Lashley, Randy Orton, and LA Knight. Yeah, it's um, it's been quite a turnaround for Drew, you know, particularly in past seasons. You know, he's used to being top of the table, usually a high scorer, particularly when he was WWE champion. He's had a couple of quiet seasons. He's been drafted as a team with Sheamus in our listeners, in our draft overall but now he sits comfortably 17 points ahead uh, of second place 43 points overall uh and is essentially the reason why two men and some dice 
uh, Scott McLeod and Grant Robbie are currently sitting at the top of the table with this juggernaut of a pick. And now he's firmly in a program with Seth Rollins going into WrestleMania season. Gary, do you think this is a bit of a, a renaissance with, uh, with Drew McIntyre here? I think what's great about Drew is that he's always had the ability. He's always been very well featured on WWE programming. And it almost seems now as if he's now starting to get his flowers in terms of kind of carrying the company through the, the kind of COVID period where obviously he did an awful lot of work. Now, if you go back to last year when he was doing work with the likes of Gunter and Sheamus, putting on great matches without necessarily being featured at the top of the card, he has absolutely ran with the ball that he got given, obviously with CM Punk's injury. Um, it would be very interesting to see where he'd be in the card had CM Punk not got injured at the Rumble because um, I think all signs were pointing towards it being Punk and Seth at, at Mania, um, mm -hmm. with Punk probably winning the, the Chamber. So Drew has absolutely latched onto that. His social game is better than ever just now. And he's featured not only just on Raw, but he's been popping up on SmackDown as well. But he's been wrestling and he's been winning. And that makes him a perfect pick for this because he's not only getting appearance points, but he's getting match points. Three eliminations in the Chamber, that's huge for a, pay, a premium live event with double mm -hmm. picks for that. So, yeah, he's, he's on an absolute roll just now and getting him and the captaincy on him is turning out to be quite an astute selection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm really starting to regret not picking him in round one uh, <laughs> because he's been proven to be the absolute juggernaut of this season so far. But and you, you don't see any signs of that slowing down either. Now, no, not at all. He wins, and I think obviously with Seth being involved in the program with the likes of Cody and the Bloodline, mm -hmm. Seth's not drafted in this. So whatever happens to Seth doesn't really matter. But yeah. there's a strong possibility Drew goes over in that match, uh, whether it's by shenanigans or whether it's just by winning the match with, without anything. So um, there's a big possibility that he goes big again at Mania. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we'll uh, we'll move on now to the contributors league standings. So seven teams in this uh, in this league for those of you that are just joining us. So starting sitting at the bottom of the table by quite a bit. It is Ryan Douglas and Gary Kernahan, the Virgin Squad. Oh, sorry, uh, B squared uh, with fifty six points. They had a horrendous week, only eighteen points scored, so that's really separated them from the bunch here. But then we take quite a lead up seventy points for Tom Brock and Robert Shaw, the draft bastards. You know the listeners league alumni. Then we have on 72 points, Stacey Smith and Stephen Wilson with Strathclyde Barton Bellas. And then six points ahead, it is the the real people's champions among the Cody Crybabies. It is Matt, Matt Smith and myself, West End Booty, 78 points. Not a great scoring week overall, but still holding firm in the middle of the table. And then we, we have about a, a 21, 20 and a half point leap. Uh, to third place, we have the Goat and Jack Graham, the Billy Goats, 98 and a half. Very close to breaking the 100-point barrier. Should probably do that this week, no problem. Second place, it's yourself, Gary, and Ross McLeod, the linchpins, uh, about 22 and a half points ahead of him with 121 points. You were sitting comfortably at the top of the table, but I think Elimination Chamber has... Uh, has turned things around a bit. Not that it wasn't a bad week for you guys. You got 53 points across your team, largely with the help of Becky Lynch and Randy Orton getting those uh, Elimination Chamber points. Yeah, absolutely. And 
It, it was a good week for us. I think it could have been a better week. Um, damn Liv Morgan uh, being pushed in a match that she wasn't going to win. Um, but, uh, yeah, Becky winning the match overall, but not having any other eliminations was a bit of a blow, considering that's where our captaincy was. So mm-hmm. we didn't really benefit a lot from the, the double points for Becky there. Um I'm slightly concerned a little bit about the, the captaincy for Becky because I think while she will be absolutely featured a lot over the next few weeks, I'm not sure she goes over Rhea. And the whole point of why we'd put the captaincy on her is we expected her to do well out of Elimination Chamber. And yes, she won, mm. which we expected her to do, but just the one elimination at the end yeah. probably wasn't quite the return that we were hoping for from that um, uh, and maybe had the captains have been on Randy for example then still Scott and Grant would be at the top but I think the gap would be obviously a lot less because we would have got more points for Randy than we ended up getting for Becky in that match and Mm. the captaincy on Becky was very much loaded towards her winning Elimination Chamber and doing well in that match so um, because of the structure of it and obviously the points that you can get from there now was it a great match yes did it really highlight the likes of Tiffany Stratton and Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair? Yes, but in terms of Becky Lynch getting points, it wasn't the result we were wanting. Mm-hmm. And speaking of just two guys and some dice, Scott McLeod and Grant Robbie now sit firmly at the top of the table. 60 points this week, large in part to their captain, Drew McIntyre, going on a juggernaut performance in the chamber, not only getting three eliminations, but winning, and is now 21 points clear ahead of the linchpins on 142 overall. Some big, big scoring this week. You know, the linchpins, the Billy Goats, and just two guys and some dice, all scoring over 50 points, largely from the elimination chamber showing. So very, very good scoring all round. But now you have to wonder what's going to happen in these five weeks uh, leading up to WrestleMania. But... We'll, uh, we'll discuss more on that in a bit of detail as the weeks progress. But Gary, I'm going to have to put you in the position that everybody despises. And that is going back to your old stomping ground and assessing the standings for not just the, the Listener's League standings, but the Listener's League Cup as well. Yes, well, as the reigning defending, where's Paul Heyman when you read him? Um, but reigning defending champion from the Listener's League, um, it's nice to, to go back um, and look at the standings where they currently are. Colin Blackburn, still top of the table on 160 points, massive lead over uh, second place in there. As having Drew McIntyre in there, he's absolutely storming ahead in terms of the positions in there. I'm sure on previous episodes of Draft Live, the, the, the shock of Drew only being selected by one member in the Listeners League still continues, I think, to haunt mm-hmm. everyone else in that competition at the moment because Colin is running away with it. A lot closer behind there. So uh, in second place, Anthony Fitzpatrick. Dwayne stole my match. We'll maybe talk about that in future shows. Um, on 121.5 points, so nearly 40 behind Colin. Um, and then in third, uh, Mike Nunn, uh, the sports entertainers with 117. In terms of points for the week, uh, top three, Elliot Cantor um, with 67 points. Alan Skinner with 69 points. Nice. And Colin with um 85, which is a phenomenal return in one week, um, must be close to the kind of record in terms of points in one week. I think so, yeah. That's a pretty solid uh, result for Colin. You know, so Colin, probably seeing what nobody else saw, it was a, a Drew McIntyre juggernaut performance inside the Elimination Chamber. And 
this is really good because, you know, Colin's sort of been sort of mid to low tables in past seasons. He's never really sort of broken the top five, but now he is sitting at the top in a very, very good position to win his first listeners league overall. Yeah, and I can testament to that because my team for last season was very heavily Royal Rumble based. I was in the middle of the pack coming into the Rumble and having the Rumble winners and the people that went long in that match and that season really really propelled me to the top of that table to the point where I ended up winning uh, and being promoted and obviously to, to the main competition for this season so it just shows you if you're savvy enough to have your kind of eyes on the prize in terms of the big programs and the big events coming up because of the waiting for points that you get at the big events you can make a huge dent and as I say being the only person with Drew means he's absolutely benefiting with how Drew's performing at the moment Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, but now we'll sort of spend the last few minutes talking about the linchpins team selection as a whole so currently your team stands as Becky Lynch, Jey Uso, Tony Storm, Dominic Mysterio, the Young Bucks and Randy Orton you put the captaincy on Becky Lynch, hoping you'd bank on some big points at the Elimination Chamber. Not as much as you'd have expected, but mm. you were sitting at the top of the table early in the season. And now you're sort of sitting firmly in second place with quite a, a reasonably good distribution of scores. You know, Becky, obviously a round one pick is the big score. Randy Orton pulling out a stunning performance in the Chamber. And you have... Dom and the Bucks both getting 17. Tony Storm, the defending AEW Women's Champion on 14. She's got a title defense against Diona Perrazzo at Revolution. Uh, but sitting at the bottom, I'm quite surprised at your second round pick of Jay Uso only on seven points. Mm. So talk me through like what was your your strategy and selection process when you and Ross were sort of coming up with your picks? Well, the thinking for Jay Uso, so you remember back to the, the launch show, David, where, when everyone was making their picks. Um, our second round draft pick was going to be R-Truth, and he went two before us. Our One before backup, you, actually. Yeah, our, our backup then was go- going to be uh, Braun Breaker, and I think he got lifted as well just before we were about to select him. Um, we oh, thought... Braun Breaker was a round three selection. He was yeah, after you picked Jay Uso. I'm saying for, for, for the next round of picks. Oh, I see, right, okay, yeah. We, we lost our kind of first pick for, for both, both of the kind of round two and for round three. Um, Jay also, we expected, obviously, coming out of the Rumble, uh, was going to be in a programme with his brother, and therefore we saw potential for double show points of being featured both on Raw and on SmackDown, um, with, obviously, interactions with the likes of The Bloodline on SmackDown, but also been able to be featured on Raw. And we've not really seen that as of yet. Um, obviously, being involved in the that very quick programme with Gunther, where he, he lost in that Intercontinental title match. Um, it looks like he's got a match we drew on Raw this week, um, which, again, we probably expect he may well lose that one as well. Um, so he's not quite been as heavily featured as we thought he was going to be going into Mania season because we thought that... Absolutely, he was going to be, and you know what, he'll go over, Jimmy, I would expect, uh, in that match, if it does happen, which we expected to happen, but he's not quite been as prominent on both shows. I think, obviously, with The Rock, with Cody, with Seth, um, that's kind of been the the cross-platform programme that we thought maybe Jay might have got. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's still potential for a, a Jay versus Jimmy program to be set up at Mania. Um, but I have seen some news articles going around that Dom Dom is going to be taking some time off because his wedding is coming up. So you might not see him for a good while. But that's not to say you can't get some title points from uh, AW Revolution. You've got, like I said, yeah. aforementioned, you've got Tony Storm defending the women's title against Deonna Perazzo. And you've got the Bucks, who will likely take the title of Darby Allen and Sting in Sting's retirement match. So Yeah, we'd expect Sting as a legend of the game. He'll go out on his back, right? That's what everyone's expecting. I think the only wild card on that is Tony Khan's booking um, as to whether or not that he allows that to happen, but that should be the way it goes for, for someone like Sting. So that was part of the thinking as well, and I, I've got to give credit to, to Ross in terms of the, the team selection. He very much wanted to have a couple of AEW picks in here because with it being Mania season, everyone tends to go there as opposed to keeping an eye on what goes on in AEW. Now, it's not something that I keep a great deal of eye on, but I think the two that we've got um, are two very solid picks because we expected the Bucks to do what we expect them to do with the pay-per-view coming up. And Tony Storm is very heavily featured at the moment, um, picking up appearance points, but also we expect she will probably retain against Diona Parazzo. So um, when you, you need to have two females in there, we obviously Becky Early, we wanted someone else that we could see retaining going through because mm-hmm. I think Becky's a 50-50 at the moment in terms of whether or not she, she goes over Rhea or not. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, you know, as well, you put the captaincy on Becky Lynch in the hope of getting plenty of points from Elimination Chamber. But just a reminder that, to all the teams that you you are allowed one captaincy change per season. And once you make it, there's no going back. So, um is there a possibility that we could see a captaincy change if you don't have as much confidence in Becky retaining the, or rather winning the mm. women's world title at Mania? I think possibly. Uh, I think a lot will depend on how Randy's looking um, and whether or not we expect him maybe to go over. Uh, if it's him the Logan and a one-on-one, then who knows? Listen, Logan Paul's brilliant. We all enjoy him. Um, and I think him and Randy could put on a really good show. Do you have Logan Paul beat Randy Orton? Probably not mm-hmm. at this stage. There's talk of it maybe being a triple threat with Kevin Owens being involved in there as well. And if that's the case, I could possibly see Kevin Owens going over. Um, so it's a really difficult one. I think it's something that myself and Ross will, will take offline. We'll discuss, see whether or not that there's any merit in taking off. But do you know what? Becky will accumulate points over the next five weeks. It's just whether or not that doubler in terms of for the WrestleMania, the captaincy, I think, really needs to be on someone that we expect to win there. Now, obviously, Becky will be in a title match. Hopefully, Randy Orton will be in a title match as well. So I think they two are the only two kind of real candidates. I think if the Bucks win this week, that'll probably be it for them. I don't see them maybe having any more defences between now and when Mania starts. Um, so I think they'll get some points, but I don't know if it will be a lot of points. Um, but in terms of from the tag division, it was difficult to kind of pick another team that we felt was going to outscore the Young Bucks. And I think you've probably seen that across the season, David, that there's not a great deal of tag points anywhere really at the moment. Um, mm. And what they do with regards to Priest and Balor, um, who obviously had a brilliant match at Chamber uh, with uh, the the New Catch Republic. Um, new name, please. Um, but they had a great match. But what do they do at Mania? It's not really clear what, what awesome happens truth. there. So awesome truth. Awesome truth. 
So it's not massively clear in terms of how the, the tag team points will go. So I think Bucks were a, a solid pick there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right enough with the tag selection. I'm, the fact that you got the Bucks uh, so far down the list as well. But then again, I think everybody was sort of prioritizing tag team picks a lot less than what we do expect to see, you know, fifth, next round picks. Uh, funnily enough, Matt... Not everyone gets some first round favorites. I, Matt Smith and I choosing the Kabuki Warriors, you know, a couple of, I've got, they're a title defense elimination chamber. They've got one coming up at NXT Roadblock. We're riding that Kabuki Warriors train all the way to WrestleMania. And you know what? With Dakota Kai now backing them up as well, I think that's just an extra layer of protection for, you know, being featured across multiple shows and possibly getting some more title defenses as as the uh, the weeks progress. But we'll, we'll discuss that in a bit more detail another time. So that's going to do it as, do it for us here on Saturday Draft Live. And if you're just listening to the, the show for the first time, first of all, where have you been? But if you want to catch up on all our back catalogue of shows, uh, reviews, interviews, and all the news, you can find us on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and all good spot podcasting sites. Easy for me to say. Uh, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Suplex Retweet. We post all of our uh, discussions on our community page so make sure you get involved with that on Facebook as well uh, but all that remains for me to say is Gary Morris thank you for being my guest co-host this week and thank you for giving a very fresh analysis, analytic perspective for not just this league but for your team as well. No of course uh, final word yeet um, yeet one you so uh, a nice wee win against Drew this week would be lovely because not only would it get us points but it stops the juggernaut of Drew as well um, so we'll see what happens on Raw on Monday night. Yep, we're, we're firmly on the road to WrestleMania now and things are about to get very interesting with all the programmes that are in the pipeline at the minute but I've been David Hockney, this has been Saturday Draft Live and we will see you next time Sports Social Podcast Network Hey guys, it is Ryan, I'm not sure if you know this about me but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can I like to work but I like fun too It's a thing and now the truth is out there I can tell you about my favourite place to have fun Chumba Casino They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses So join me in the fun Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary VTW, void, we're prohibited by law See terms and conditions 18 plus.